Welcome to Primary Attribute, we're a Castle and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian, I'm the Castle Keeper or Game Master as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they-them pronouns. Hey, what's up? This is Adam. I play as Vons. He's our free little Foxville alchemist friend. Do you use pronouns? Oh, you know, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Adam. I play as Vons. He's our free little Foxville alchemist friend, and we both use he, him pronouns. I'm Aaron. I play Erisene. I use she or they pronouns, and Erisene uses she, her pronouns. I'm a person, and so is she. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. We both use she, her pronouns. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And this is our hundredth episode. So you should go fucking rate and review us already. Podcast platform what are you of doing? <laughs> if you haven't, we love you for listening this far. But like, we just like please? It's really simple. You could have given us five hundred you... stars by now. One sock puppet account a week. <laughs> Wherever this. you got this, you could probably go and tell them that you liked us. Uh-huh. Enough shilling. Pat. <laughs> But yeah, so it's our 100th episode, and we are doing a mailbag for the first time. But maybe not the last. We'll see when people write in. You should all write in. To, to call it a bag sounds like a lot. A mail, large Ouch. manila envelope. Yeah, a mail, a mail stack. Folder. A nice, a nice stack <laughs> of, of mail. Well, a thin stack of mail. A healthy standard-sized mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so we got messages from a few people. I'm not going to be less embarrassed by this. So the first set is from my mother. Yay! (laughs) Hi, Ian's mom. Hi, Ian's mom. Her name is Lisa. Hi, Hi, Lisa. Lisa. (laughs) Thank you for giving Ian to us. (laughs) So she prefaced these with not deep philosophical questions, but questions nonetheless. Okay. So the first question we have is what types of beer, ale, etc. are being brewed at the Fermenting Fox, aside from the non-canonical Peppermint Sour, which sounds terrible, and what are they named? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that she caught that that's uh, yeah. non-canonical. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh, wow, it scarred me forever. <laughs> it's It was very oh, upsetting to yeah. think it. about. <laughs> uh... Vons, I think this is more, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Adam, Jesus Christ. Uh, I think this is mostly on you. We all do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as we know, as we covered in the Halloween episode, we know that, uh, we can't really brew like we do in the PNW on the arcs. We don't have Mm -hmm. the hops, Mm -hmm. the grains, they're too precious. So Mm -hmm. we, we, I'm sure we have plenty of yeast. Yeast is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is it a beer as we would understand it here? I kind of doubt it. So, yeah, so yeah. wheat wheat grain actually grows uh, at a pretty pretty high density. So, you really honestly don't need that big of a field to make bread and beer and stuff. Sure. And um, is it is so it Budweiser? I think it, would, it would it would be very malty. It would be very uh, very very basic. Sure. And you can use other stuff like yeah. uh, like rye or um, sure, totally. uh, rice. Is it Budweiser that Absolutely. uses rice? Sure. I don't know. 
I can't remember. Kieran, Kieran does. Kieran's a rice beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I imagine that first of all, it's a uh, it's it's based off of something easier for agriculture on mm-hmm. a on a mountainside. Um, the not many hops, but I'm I think we still have the ability to logger it, right? So oh sure, it gets well, cold I mean, underground. Loggering is just a way of brewing. So yeah, yeah. So it's it's probably in a refrigerator, but ale. it gets cold underground. Yeah, yeah. It's probably something like that well actually we've established also uh canonically that our our beer doesn't actually get cold it gets kind of uh it's room temperature at best but it's like cool i guess from from the lack of light and everything so Uh probably doesn't get particularly funky but yeah so i think we're uh we're talking about uh like trappist style stuff at this rate right yeah maybe and we're probably doubling it and tripling it in order to uh, in order to make anything we'd actually like to drink. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's that's my guess as to what that looks like. There's probably some uh, oh, there's there's probably some stray protein sources that work their way in there too, growing <laughs> bonds and. You'd probably need to ask Lucky and Met. I think you can do mushroom beer. Oh, I think yeah. so too. Uh, yeah, I, I checked. I Mushrooms don't have enough sugar on their own. But that was someone theorizing on the internet, so who knows? I imagine you'd uh, throw mushrooms in the same way you dry hop. It looks like you can combine, so mushrooms yeah. can be added to. to you couldn't do it on their own. Bulk up, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, is there is there a name for that kind of beer or style? God no. This oh, is your it's, chance. It's, oh, pine style <laughs> mushroom beer. It's 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 made by hippies. It's not. <laughs> There's no branding. Shrooms. Well, and so, it's probably in the kombucha range as well, right? They're probably doing mm-hmm. that plenty with kombuchas Shroom-bucha. and junes. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, it's just kombucha. Well, yeah, because kombucha just has that uh mother on top, right? The Yeah. So do any of these beers have names, Adam? Ooh, names. Uh, uh Trappists, Trappists, lots of Well, uh, I, I uh, meant doubles, like individual things. Oh sure, sure. Oh, oh I see, I see. Like, you know, yeah. Goth Beach Party. <laughs> One name I could think of on the top of my head for a beer. Which is a good beer. <laughs> so, uh, how about uh, a Floofy Tail Pilsner? Ooh. There we go. It's a nice start. Um, All right, Ale. Mmm. <laughs> nice. Oh. No, anyone else want to take a stab at it? Uh, the Engine Grease Porter. Ooh. That's one that Grix whipped up. Yeah, yeah. There's no actual engine grease in it, although it 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 it's very slow to come out of the taps because it's very thick. Good for keeping his uh, arm lubed until yeah. it gets all sticky. Uh, so- social climber logger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vaughn's victorious brew. Oh, very nice. A thin and- stout. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, and then, of course, the fuck BR tells Trippel. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. They objected. We didn't care. <laughs> for the record, for the record, I don't actually have any kind of real problem with Bartels. Um, no, I, yeah. We know. Yeah. <laughs> We've never. Act- Just in case they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. I assure you, they're not one of the. <laughs> when we get sued. <laughs> Yeah, that Halloween episode may have cut it closer than anything. 
Ah. Nah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next question. This is for this is for Kelly and Aaron because it's for wealthy and Aerosene. or about Ooh, wealthy hey. and Aerosene. Oh God. <laughs> Why do wealthy and Aerosene dislike Gex so much? <laughs> Fan favorite. Uh, is Wonderful it... character. Apparently. Gex. <laughs> is this a question for Aaron and Kelly, or is it actually, or is it truly a question for Aerosene and wealthy? Uh, this both. wasn't necessarily directly both. targeted at it, but I'm I'm down for both. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, Ericene doesn't like how fucking rude Gex was when they met. Wealthy doesn't like Gex because Kelly doesn't feel like she can be a funny foil against him. Um, and Aaron doesn't like Gex uh, because he has real uh, first draft energy. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that you say that, Kelly, because I think that Kel or that uh, wealthy is the perfect foil for you. <laughs> like the two I, of you, the two of you are like fucking Laurel and Harvey out there. <laughs> yeah. Like you say, and, you're uh, not a good comic foil. You're perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can say that, but it just feels like I always feel like I'm on my back foot when I'm when I'm talking to Gex or about Gex. Or around yeah, because you're the straight man. Because I'm the straight man, I guess. But that's why Wealthy doesn't like him. Is it? It's fair. Fair. Just, just throwing it. Out. I do think Gex, Gex is funny. Um, I just have a hard. I, I just, I get all seized up when when I'm having to um, be in the same scene with him because I just feel like I'm not operating at my best. He just has like such a, just like such an intensity of. Uh... <laughs> Like knowing what's going on, but like never ever actually answering any question that we've ever asked him. <laughs> he did get that. He did get me out of out of um, the alternate universe, though. He did. That is true. And he answered several questions he was asked in that episode. The fact that well, he can't remember any of them because she was in a delirium is entirely beside the point. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the, the question asker was a alternate universe Vaughn. So. <laughs> <laughs> Someone created their wisdom check. Yeah, he is a bit cagey. Like, he does avoid uh, a thing or two here and there, and he is kind of secretive by nature, I suppose. This reminds me of no one in the player character party whatsoever. Oh, right? Vaughn's. <laughs> Which is exactly why Vaughn's and uh, Gex get along so fucking well. <laughs> Yeah, we know what questions like not to funny. ask. <laughs> so is the first draft energy just because he knows a lot, but is very vague about it? Um, he, I, I think that that's more about like a, he's like a first, he's like a first draft foil kind of like, like he's a foil for a lot of things, but he feels very like. He's clearly being flown by the seat of your pants. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say, my guess for Gex's first draft energy before you stated that was pretty much the, it's like being in the comedy writer's room while they're still throwing everything at the wall. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how, it's like, and please just bear with me, it's like in Mission to Zix, how at the beginning of season two, you really, really hated Bino. And by the end of season two, you were so, oh, so yeah. sad when Bino went away. And then you were so excited when Bino came back. 
<laughs> it feels like that, except I was never excited. Like, as we have gotten to know Gex a little bit, I have never been more excited <laughs> to see Gex. Oh, see, and I've been equally excited for Gex and Bino. See, I just, I can't get on board with Gex. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. This is nothing against Ge- this is nothing against Gex, truly. I just I don't I don't trust any scene that Gex is in. <laughs> oh, I don't trust any scene that Gex is in. That's it not that me... has nothing to do with my liking of Gex. But I like I Gex like, for the narrative. I don't like characters that I get anxious when they're around in the narrative. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I cannot predict even one iota what gex will say or do when he when when he went when i was at the trial and he went up to the i literally guys i was gonna hyperventilate through the whole trial episode i was terrified i don't know why it was all i could do to not just like start screaming like no (laughs) fucking no like in that whole scene i truly was like this can't happen. This can't happen. This can't happen. I don't want this to happen. What, yeah. Why is this happening now? I I want this to stop happening. Why is this happening? And and the thing is, I knew that that was coming for like weeks ahead of time. And I knew exactly how I was going to feel. And then I felt exactly the way I knew I was going to feel. Because as soon as anyone suggested that Gex be part of the courtroom, I was like, I'm going to be very unhappy. This whole thing is going to be fucked and then it was exactly <laughs> as fucked as i thought it was gonna be and it was not in any way a fulfilling rewarding emotional experience <laughs> and that's why i don't like gex <laughs> see i saw all those things coming as well but i couldn't wait to watch that train wreck and see <laughs> you want to watch a train wreck i don't want to watch a train wreck i want to watch people being competent and then good things <laughs> happening to them <laughs> Wealthy does not feel very confident when she's around Gex. He just, he, it's like he puts a wedge under reality. So you're just slightly off tilt. He's a trickster god. It's fine. I just, I I, don't even worry about it. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, I think that answers the question. I I do think that that answers the question. It does. (laughs) I'm sorry that I yelled. (laughs) It's good to have passion about these things. I also have a feeling Gix reads differently if you're a listener and not us. Oh, (laughs) probably. (laughs) I'll add as a counter, uh, I love Gex, no notes. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I always laugh when I'm listening to to me interact, to Wealthy interacting with him. Just... uh, but I also get feel kind of cringy because I'm like, oh, God, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to be. Yeah, that's the point. That's fine. That's great. That's... God, I just started mentally cackling as soon as I came up with the idea that Gex was the eldritch being you could summon for assistance in the Halloween episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, as soon as you did introduce Gex in the Halloween episode, I was like, now this I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> because this makes Gex make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gex is a fantastic package of solutions in Deus Ex Machina. Just, <laughs> can I ask a question? No. Yes. <laughs> Wait, how did you guys come up with the idea of torturing me for the Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. You know, as soon as I figured out what was going on, I spent the whole episode going, I'm so fucked. 
you know it really was a bit of a group effort but but yeah. but i had yeah. i i as as i've listened to the episode as i've thought about about everything i'm i'm just curious what you guys did cuz i know what ian and i did when we came up with the first uh-huh. halloween episode i mean was it ian reaching out and saying hey guys yeah. let's yep. let's pump kelly yep. Yeah, I went, no, it was, hey, it was the same Wealthy thing, yeah. got to screw everyone over last week, last time. <laughs> you all want to screw, screw Wealthy over this time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we collaborated on how the And then the we collaborated. Yeah. Ian was like, I think it would be funny if Ericene uh, and Wealthy were in a relationship. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that would be amazing. Yeah, it was it, from there on. It was just how else can we surprise yeah. Kelly? It was well, yes ending, adding more features. Uh, we yeah, had really, we set up a lot at the beginning. We really we like the car bit. We really like dove deep into. Um, yeah, and then the further along it got, the less scripted it was. Yeah, the more well, we were yeah. just like, like building on what we had already laid down. Because like we all understood our characters by the yeah. time you had got, come to understand who they were. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was even, like, more backstory stuff that we all kind of agreed on that we could, like, draw on if we needed yeah. to. Like, like there was, like, a whole uh, communist manifesto zine <laughs> uh, that Ericene and Vaughn's uh, had no going. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> because it, it made so much sense that they hate each other because they are two leftists doing leftist infighting. Yeah, but otherwise it didn't make a whole lot of sense why this popular girl would be uh, inviting this. Um, I was drawing from Seth Green in uh, the Buffy era. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, and that yeah. came, I feel like that came across. Oh, yeah, it sure did. Oh, my God. You are yeah, Seth. You are. Oh, my God. This is my position. Yeah. Oh, Seth wow. I just heard wit. I just heard wit from the other room. <laughs> that never <laughs> happens. Through the wall. That, like, never happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like why those two characters would be hanging out together in the first place. So we, we had that idea kind of packed away, but yeah. it didn't need all of them. Yeah. yeah, it was it was just fun. Like we started off with that whole. Uh, you you realize that that was like shot for shot the beginning of Skyrim. Just like, yeah, it was really weird when Wealthy almost got executed. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was going to be executed. I had no I I had no idea and I know I know it was hard to figure out it was a car, but you're sitting there listening to it and you're going, "Why was I so stupid not ask what was but I the, I, the last thing in the world I expected. It everything was pretty much the last thing in the world. Well, I because expected. like you didn't have any context for like any of what was happening. Yeah. You didn't know that it was like modern. Yeah. That it was going to be like a modern AU. And so you weren't looking for any of the trappings of a modern <laughs> AU. You just, you you heard, it's a box, and you're strapped into it, and you were like, oh my god, I'm in a box. I'm strapped <laughs> no, into a I box. Mean, we really put a lot of effort into that opening scene. You should not at all feel bad that you were confused <laughs> no. by it. it was, yeah. That was on purpose, and we we put effort into that. <laughs> well, it was, it was brilliant, because I was... I was off kilter the whole episode. And you seemed like you were off kilter to an extent that like, I was honestly surprised about. <laughs> like, you were like, 
But why is this happening? What is I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm so upset. When I when I sat down to record that Saturday, I was thinking, okay, everything's cool. Ian talked to somebody else, and they came up with an idea, and I'm going to be in the background. I am not going to be the featured character in this episode. Um, I'm not going to be doing anything weird, and I'm going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, you guys put me right in the center, and I was not prepared to be there. The scariest thing of all. (laughs) (laughs) That was the last thing. Everything else, if... It was it it was brilliant not letting me know what I was going to be them in the middle of this because I could have react I would have reacted completely different had I known that I was going to be the center of the episode. Sure. It was it was it just threw me off so bad so much that that's where all of my reaction came from. Yeah. And that's I think exactly it worked. We're going I totally for. think oh, yeah, it worked. Oh yeah, super worked. <laughs> and you were okay with that just making sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was totally okay with it. I just mm-hmm. wasn't exp- I like I said I sat down yeah. and I was thinking I'm going to be the, you know, like like a background character in somebody mm-hmm. else's big story. I'm not going to be revealed as the big bad at the end. Everything's yep. going to be cool. And then I'm just thrust right into it and once once it became clear that it was a car, I knew I was centered in the story. Mm-hmm. And that that threw me off the whole <laughs> episode. Sure, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Very fair. Cool. Well, I would like to give a compliment to Kelly. Okay. Uh, which is that you are such a great role player <laughs> when you get into your role. Like Thank you. every time that like you have a really like intense scene or whatever, I just like leave it and I'm just like, oh, that was so good. <laughs> God, Kelly was like so good at that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and just like even through like all of the, you know, all of the intense shit that we like sent you on in that one and then like also in the previous years Halloween episode like I just you were like so god that, that first year's <laughs> Halloween episode like you were so fucking good Kelly. Like you just don't understand like no, no, I go back and I listen to it and I go, God, if I didn't know, I, if you didn't know that you were like the, the big bad, you would not have known. No, oh, yeah, it was good. Sometimes I, sometimes I think, well, did it come out of left field? That, that reveal I mean, when I, when I went over, but I thought, I thought no. it was very effective no. to go over and kill. It no. weirdly did not come out of left field. No, everything about that was on Everything bar, about yeah. it was perfect. And like, knowing it going in, mm-hmm. I could be like, oh yeah, that is a hundred percent. Exactly. It was, it was definitely was always Kelly, but like only knowing it going in. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes that my energy is is I'm I'm quiet in the in the episodes. Yeah. Um, unless I've got unless I feel like I'm I've got something I can do, I tend to be more quiet than I really should, and I appreciate you guys being patient with that. Well, oh, when you good. do have something specific to say or do, you're who oh boy, you really <laughs> blow you really blow our hair back, lady. Thank you. I appreciate that. Should we go to another question? Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is kind of a pair. It's how do people level up and what does it take for them to level up? Days. 
Accurate. Six episode montages. So, people level up (laughs) when I feel like it. (laughs) Because we don't track experience points. Because, oh my god, I tried doing that for the first couple episodes and realized I I was... that. That was bad. Yeah, no, that's yeah. nothing against Troll Lord's uh, system per se. No, our, our game or any just experience doesn't fit system. In. It's all yeah. it just doesn't work for this kind of game. Yeah, and like we were, um, if we were fighting more things and doing more dungeons, then it would absolutely work. But that's not the game we're running. And yeah, so I was like making stuff up for other ways to get XP, and then I was looking at an entire like sheet of notebook paper, and I was like, I'm just trying to get them to this magic number. I should stop doing this and just put them at the magic number. <laughs> and role players out there know already that often it's just a matter of what your DM feels like doing anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's okay. Takes, yeah. And what it takes for you to level up is theoretically a number of weeks of training equal to what your new level is going to be. So if you're going to be level seven, you get to tr- train for seven weeks. We have done that differently because you guys aren't really in a position to like have a fucking Rocky montage of just training. (laughs) Yeah. So we do other stuff that takes longer. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) a lot longer once we roll it out to the point that I am considering canning that aspect of the rules because I like its intentions. I'm not sure it's working. (laughs) I mean, we've had to just that's that's why we always have a montage to actually do this. Right, it's just almost impossible to actually montage it. We get <laughs> At least in a way that's time efficient from a recording perspective. Uh-huh. So, so, we did better last time. But yeah, it, it takes a lot of time. And in a game that is as a continuous story as ours. It, I mean, we already have a pretty slow-moving game. Yeah, and stuff happens oh, right yeah. after itself most of the time. Like, there's not really any breaks, logically speaking. Yeah. So... Yeah. We're just trying to live our life, man. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, this gives you space to do that, but also you guys want to like spy on people and build relationships and stuff and I just want to say that I appreciate that aspect of our game. That I I don't listen to a, a lot of role-playing games, but but the idea I've ne- I've played several and um the whole relationship thing it, it has has become something something really precious to me. The mm-hmm. idea that that we spend more time actually going out on dates and getting to know people than dungeon crawling is is a really nice thing. I think oh, it's yeah. different. Totally. Yeah, our characters have lives just to watch us hack and slash our way through uh, mm-hmm. tunnels. Well, we'll leave that to uh, another another group of gamers. That's fine. Like I genuinely worry before dungeon crawls like oh shit i have i have social responsibilities <laughs> yeah and yeah. like how interesting is that like i find that genuinely fascinating the fact that we have to be like well now erisine has to leave a fucking note whenever she goes adventuring <laughs> is green gonna be mad that i didn't invite her on this yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and like that probably actually <laughs> can green get mad <laughs> oh, I bet she could. That limit she could only feel nice. envy. That limit's been pushed. <laughs> Wait. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, a little bit of a thinker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely enjoyed that too. I um, acknowledge. Joke. Joke. <laughs> pun. Pun happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed you guys having a net of people, even if it gets complicated to run. <laughs> you do accents and voices so well. <laughs> like, and so consistently for not a person who does that professionally. Guys, being sarcastic, I cannot tell. No, no, I'm being not. really serious. Like, holy shit. We we can tell how hard you work at it. And so Ian, it 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 really works. We know exactly who Green is, and we know who Alara is, and we know who Photius is, Ian, even though they all sound like Ian. We can tell the fucking difference between Green and Lucky. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. how difficult that is? <laughs> and Alara. Green Lucky and Alara occupy a very similar space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys can tell when Alara's talking because I've always legitimately worried about that particular one. <laughs> or like the difference between like Lucky and and like Aramith. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all of these people have very similar sounding voices, but like the way that you actually like think about their cadence and like the words that mm-hmm. they would use is genuinely really amazing <laughs> yeah oh yay no it's like it's it's genuinely professional level like this is the it's professional level voice acting yeah 100 percent. so like you know add that to the uh th- list of things that you uh could do with yeah. uh your resume mm-hmm. uh, my resume is so chaotic already this is gonna be awesome oh, yeah, i know I right know. yeah <laughs> that's why i said it <laughs> well, all right now that i've been deeply flattered mm-hmm. thank you all so um, that was the end of the questions from my mom. There was a PS, which is, I really enjoy the podcast and look forward Aww. to Wednesdays when new episodes drop. Aww. Aww. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Mrs. Uh, Ian's mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was all the stuff from her. And now we have our second. Oh, boy. It's from Karin. Hi, Karin. Thank you for writing. This is going to be long, so buckle up. <laughs> Hey, y'all. I've just plowed my way through your entire backlog and finished the most recently published episode, number 95. Congrats on your impending hundredth. I hope I haven't missed the recording of the mailbag episode. Good news, you didn't. I have some messages for everybody. First and foremost, this whole thing about going to the ground sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope you guys don't get killed immediately. It definitely has the vibe of skipping to the final boss of the game without properly leveling up. Just remember... Life is about choices, and this is one you're making. (laughs) (laughs) She's not wrong. (laughs) God, it's such a good line. (laughs) All right, so the next section is for individual people, well, individual characters. Wealthy. Oh. I'm very sorry about your leg. I know (laughs) as the incredible, intelligent young person that you are, you'll learn to adapt and thrive. I do love your drunk shenanigans, but it's a shame (laughs) that you otherwise have difficulty with your (laughs) self-confidence. I want to hear more from you, and I'm excited you've been coming out of your shell. I'm very glad to see that you seem to have gotten over Erisene at least a little bit. That would be a nightmare relationship. She cry. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, Wealthy would go for it so hard. They would be such disaster lesbians. But she doesn't know that. She doesn't have the experience to know that. It's real college. Let's move in together after a month fives kind of Uh like. Yes, exactly like the <laughs> Halloween episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's what their relationship would be like. Perfect. All right. Next Thank up. Thank you, Karen. Uh-huh. Uh, Karen, but yeah. Karen. 
But yeah, so uh, next up is Grix. Uh-huh. Grix, your boundless yeah. impulsiveness is sim- simultaneously charming and alarming. Seriously, it's like you have a death wish, but you always make it out alive. Yeah, thanks. I love how you can get along with anyone, even Aristique, apparently. Yeah. To be honest, your use of color spray to get the corrupted crows off of Shield's tail during the most recent storm might be my favorite battle move of the show so far. Kudos. That was pretty cool. Thank you. I wish I could try some of your pancakes, but alas, we seem to live in different worlds. Yeah, that's fair. The <laughs> trick is the crust. Yeah, that yeah. would be tricky. No, no, like genuinely, if you can get like a crusty pancake, oh, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah. bit of crunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, Vons. What up? You're up. Vons, get your shit together with green. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it keeps yeah, going. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. She's so patient and accepting with you. Parenthetical. Also, Ian, how in God's name is she still interested in Vaughn's? That is ended with two question marks and two exclamation points. And parenthetical. I'm always impressed with your creativity and battles. Gluing the giant bird's wing? Genius. I do want to know more about why you're so broken and fucked up, and maybe some more about your family. Otherwise, it's fun to watch you gain empathy and grow as a fox. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that seems on brand for Vons. Yep. Yep. Response. <laughs> All right. Yep. Last up is Ericene. Hi. Ericene. I'm actually really glad your dirty laundry got aired. Not only was it getting really tiring hearing you do nothing but keep secrets, you got some good and interesting info out of your grandfather from that particular reveal. Fair. I mean, I don't enjoy... Having everyone know everything, because secrets are fun. Don't worry, technically still only one person in the party knows you're an assassin. Somehow. (laughs) Technically, somehow, yes. (laughs) Wait, what? Don't we all? Nope, Kelly rolled a, or Wealthy rolled a wisdom check while she was recovering in the hospital and essentially guessed correctly. (laughs) Right, no, I remember that, but didn't we all learn during the- No. Nope, I think you know Aerosene's a spy, basically. Yeah. That's the extent of what you know. And you know that I have killed people. Yeah, yeah she's got skills, but that's about all you guys know. Uh, oh, okay. I'll I'll quibble about the <laughs> definition of a spy who kills people. <laughs> that's valid. But, <laughs> yeah, Vaughn's has been real suspicious about why a socialite would walk around with poison daggers. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not slaves. They're prisoners with jobs. It's fine. I was bored. <laughs> I was so bored. I was the most bored. <laughs> That's how I have knives and poison and skills. Because I was bored. Some people take up drawing. Some people <laughs> learn to kill other people. Some people become the age's greatest bard. And some people... Start playing a uh, Mumbledy Peg. Hey, Mumbledy Peg's a fun game. <laughs> all right, last bit of Karin's letter. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for the entertainment you have provided, and no doubt will continue to provide. It has been fun listening through the whole story back to back, and I'm actually a little sad that I'll have to wait for episodes now. Keep up that brewery. As a mead maker, it's fun to fantasize about it being that easy. In fact, <laughs> Karin. <laughs> so yeah, that was Karin's note. Thank you, Karin. Thank you, Karin. Thank you, Karin. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Karin. Also, to answer your question about how in God's name is she still interested in Vons, it's a mystery. You'll have to find out. <laughs> I know. There's, I'm I'm developing some suspicions, actually. There's like 16 fox folk on the arcs. It's, you know. Really traditional family. Also to marry other yeah. fox folk. 
it's like Mormonism. And that explains why Vaughn's never wants to talk about it. And well, <laughs> and, and, and lucky never wants to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It honestly fits better than I'm thrilled. With. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right. And our last batch of questions is from Kells. Hi, Kells. Hi, Kells. Yes, Kells. Hey. Who has previously been on the podcast as our expert in how to make out with a bird person. <laughs> Which I want to I wanna state for the record, I'm really, really sorry, Kels. I'm really looking I'm... forward to additional uh, guest pieces. Yeah. And I hope that they're all as awkward. <laughs> Kels, thank you very much for letting me use that interview after I didn't <laughs> tell you what it was about until we started. <laughs> And uh, in answer to your question, uh, are you the monster fucker friend? Uh, the the default? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah you sorry. are. Sorry. It's, it's you and me. And if there's yeah. a question that I don't have an answer to, then yeah. we're going to you. I'm yeah, so sorry. sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. But also, you, you've built blessed. a brand. <laughs> but also, let's be fair. The number of times that I've sent you. A, a, a post on Tumblr and you've been like, yes, accurate is like uncountable at this point. <laughs> and if you ever want to come on the podcast again, we'd be happy to have you. <laughs> yes. And that's how we got a letter from Kelsa's lawyer somehow. <laughs> 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 All right. So Kels is still behind. So these are not as recent um, and they're a little more broad. Sure. Sure. But yeah, he's catching up. All right. So first one, this will probably be go around the room. What has been your favorite moment in the campaign so far? I'm going to start with Adam. Oh, dear God. I, I needed to think about it. Um, favorite moment in the campaign, in the actual campaign, the campaigny campaign. Uh, let's see. Oh, there were some fun parts uh, with the Tentacats, actually. The, uh, the little sewer adventure that eventually led us to the office of uh, that jerky pants doctor guy who totally deserves to have his, uh, his degree seized and reclaimed by Vons. Um, Yeah. Going through, uh, going through tunnels and surviving uh, just randomness and winding up in abandoned hospital land, apparently. That was uh, that was a fun little adventure, and uh, it was a lot of fun to do that with Kelly, especially. Yeah, we don't get to do that very often together. Yeah, it's always fun to end up in the same place. Mm-hmm. And it was a good adventure. It was, it was, and I feel like Vaughn's and Wealthy make a good team. Agreed. You do yeah. make a weirdly super <laughs> amazing team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, I'm going to go with Wit. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got a, yeah, that's a hard one. Um, I think I felt the most satisfied when we kind of started to piece things together pretty recently with, uh, the guys we found down in the basements, uh, changing settings and, uh, everything we learned from, uh, Ericene's grandfather. And, uh, it just, it feels like like the plot's coming to up uh, to fruition now uh, on a personal level. I thought that it did an amazing job. Everything that happened on the surface when we were stuck out there during the storm, like 
getting that one guy to safety with the invisibility and like slapping birds and uh, uh, the color spray thing. Like I was just, I was, I was on top of it that session. I felt, I felt really good. Yeah. Chris is badass. Yeah. That's All me. righty. Aaron. I got that old man to love me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that cow man to love me. Um, <laughs> I got my mom to not die. Uh, that one time. So yeah, I feel like those are all of my like really, especially the things that I especially enjoyed. Uh-huh. I think we can all tell that I'm not uh, particularly invested in um, actual fighting. Um, I would like to do it and then have it be done and then get back to uh, making Ian do voices. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. And Kelly. Mine goes pretty far back because it's it's the time I got it. It's the first episode where I got drunk. Um, huh. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was I, I was really on that episode. That was the first episode where I felt like I really dialed myself in. Um, it's a pretty fun lockdown. Yeah, I I knew I was pretty sure where I was going with that as I was getting drunk. And I, I knew I knew what I was doing, but it, it paid off really, really well. I, I was really happy with it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I also like uh, when I introduced Bob, the sa- satyr. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I, I didn't expect him to go over as well with Aaron as he did. <laughs> Bob's so good. Seriously. Oh, man. I bet Kels has like a huge crush on Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. For my favorite moment, I think I really enjoyed all like the kind of... I enjoyed you guys finding Dr. Groves' office and that whole adventure leading up to that. I think if we were doing one scene or one set of scenes, I really enjoyed the chaos crystal room so much people fell off things people made dragons (laughs) people almost got eaten by giant spiders it was very good and i like that you guys got to get spread out and i'll try to solve your own problems including gluing your rescue target to a rope from a surprising distance Uh yeah Yeah, there's lots of creative problems there oh von solves so many problems with glue yeah Hey, glue's useful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, next one, also around the room again. Uh-huh. What choice or action had you the most nervous about its outcome? This time, let's start with wit. Mm. Gosh, choice or outcome. <sighs> That's a really hard one, but a good question. Um, I think some of the political stuff Grix has been less excited about. Um like that's not that's not really his jam. Like everything's pretty clear cut to him, so he doesn't mm-hmm. understand uh, public opinion and stuff like that. Uh, so I think um, kind of, oh probably like all the stuff with Nara and how she had how she got the permission and yeah yeah that period. Okay, that's any Sorry. particular. I don't have a specific one exactly. Okay, but gotcha. Yeah, just kind of how that was all playing out and yeah right on that edge. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Uh, could you repeat the question? I <laughs> yeah, I rambled. Wit interpreted it a very different way than I did uh, yeah. originally. <laughs> Same. Um, all right. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Just no, not just bad. Different. Just different. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, 
The question was, what choice or action had you the most nervous about its outcome? Okay. Um, yeah, assaulting I... Nara. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> I would say that uh, Ericene's fall in the chaotic crystal room uh, was maybe the most anxious that I've been so far. <laughs> Well, you did hallucinate an entire Halloween episode. I did it. I did hallucinate an entire Halloween episode. So, um, I mean, there was that interesting outcome, but I definitely didn't know that that was going to happen going into it. So it was just very intense. And I wish that I had asked more questions. All right. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say much the same thing. The episode, uh, uh, I thought, I thought the choosing to lose my leg episode, um, uh, but not for the same reason. I mean, I didn't know what was coming as far as the Halloween episode was concerned, but um, I want to not mess up depicting somebody with, um, with, with such a disability. Um, I want to not be cavalier about, um, about real challenges, and um, I know we're we're playing fast and loose with some of these things, but I I just want to make sure mm-hmm. that as I play um, a, a person with as an amputee, I want to I want to make sure that I'm not being um, uh, disrespectful of other pe- of people who have truly lost their legs. Sure, absolutely. Fair. And Adam, the thing that I the choices that make me the the. Uh, mm-hmm. The situations, really, that uh, I'm most nervous about Vaughn's handling are uh, those revolve around his people. He's so cavalier about them, and he's so, uh, I don't want to say disrespectful, because when he gives when he gives it a second, he respects them. But, you know, if, he, if he's actually prompted to stop and consider them, the respect is there. He's because and he does care. He just doesn't know how to show it at any given moment. Yeah, uh, that's fair. He's going to get his ass handed to him one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> he's done a pretty good job of like mattering enough to people that and like holding his own that uh, he doesn't have much to worry about in the field. Comparatively, he's usually helping other people, but he's so bad at caring uh, or at least caring out loud. He doesn't know how to care out loud. Yeah. Any Good particular. Answer. Yeah. As far as from the castle keeper side of the table, uh, keeping shield around was not the original plan. <laughs> 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 I forgot that dragons that were not silver dragons could shapeshift. And then I was like, shield seems cool. But also I'm handing the players one of the most powerful creatures in the game as an ally. <laughs> how the fuck is that going to work out? Yeah. And the answer is they went and hid in the library. <laughs> huh? It but, feels yeah. it feels right. Like, you know. Why would we use power that we have access to? That's not how we that's not how we function. No. We <laughs> you know, go and I was problems for other people. I was listening to the episode where I'm talking to 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 Frymeath about um trying to find out uh fi- trying to find square up squip. Squirrello. <laughs> Squirrello. Um, and, I'm so glad I said that name. And going with that I, name is the second the things, choice I'm nervous about. <laughs> one of the things 
that I said was, you know, we just have a tendency to do things and, and walk into them and, and expect to come out alive. And I think that's, that's part of the reason why shield, you know, isn't the first thing that we think of because we're, I mean, we said, Hey, let's get somebody else to go down into the tunnels with us because, you know, and then we ended up going all by ourselves. So it's just, it, <laughs> yeah. it's our, it's our modus operandi. operandi. It's like, we just forget that like, other people around us like exist because there's so many NPCs. Also, we don't want to be a burden on them. They're busy. Yes, that's true. We do have to think about that. Yeah. (laughs) We do have to own up to the fact that we tend to Mr. Magoo our way through a lot of these challenges. Mm -hmm. See other players, min max, we max min. (laughs) (laughs) Social stuff? Oh, we got down pat. Oh, man. <laughs> I do low-key worry sometimes that I'm, like, mid- trying to min-max uh, Aerosane. No, God, no. But then, like, also, like, she's so bad at con. You guys, she's so bad at con. Mm-hmm. Her con is, like, in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. are one of the lowest HP parties I've ever seen. <laughs> I know I've I've said it enough times that I'm I still can't believe Vons is the tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, got that sweet D eight hit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't hit for shit. <laughs> um, yeah, none of none of Vons's like weaponry is worth a damn. It's all throwing glue at things. That is very effective most of the time. Oh yeah, well, yeah. and if not, you do have grenades basically. <laughs> I have I have firecrackers I can throw. And Vons is pretty sure that they turn into dragons. <laughs> so as far as he can tell, he's great. I think it's hilarious that Vons legit thinks that he, he fathered S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that it started as a bit and then fused into the reality of the game. <laughs> yeah, I legit love that we have continued to keep up that as a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and going the- back and listening to the first few episodes, and then when we introduce the rats, and Ian's like, no, there will be no rat," And then the rats just come right in, and now they're, you know, an established part of the mythology. So, not gonna lie, I think, like, you know how there's certain tropes in D&D that are just a standard throughout all D&D games? Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. I, I think I've adopted messenger rats. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have a D&D game in the future where there's not messenger rats. <laughs> they are your trope now. They're so good. Because they're they're incredibly useful. They add an extra element that's really fun. They're exactly as useful or not or plot hooky or not as the DM wants them to be. Um, they could just fade into the background or they could be important significant features of the game and i i think they're they're fantastic yeah they've got personality of their own yeah. and they throw a lot of texture onto the yeah. face of the game yeah yeah <laughs> i like them at this point <laughs> <laughs> at this point <laughs> i can see why i said no at the time <laughs> and, and at the same time there was no way i mean rats make the most messenger rats just work they they uh-huh. otherwise there was no way you were going to get anybody talking without some form of technology it didn't make any sense really to have like just actual person messengers because like those are going to be the most powerful people in the entire city because like 
of course those people are going to like have read every single everything. Yeah, they're like the horse in Assassin's Creed. They just appear exactly where they need to be at all times over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that they're rats, like, uh-huh. I still think that there's probably someone who's like spy mastering all the rats. But like, till we go on a an adventure to figure that out. Which, why would we now? Because we're about to go to the ground, you guys. When you guys die on the ground, we can switch over to playing Mouse Guard. <laughs> hey. And then we can all die in like two sessions from what I understand about that game. <laughs> Actually, uh, I don't know if you guys considered this, but one of the scary things about going to the ground is that the rats down there don't talk to the rats up here. Oh. Or we'll run into the rat's distance. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. Yeah. If your characters were themselves playing a fantasy tabletop RPG, what kinds of characters would they play as? Oh, damn it, Kells. That's a good one. Let's start with Aaron this time. Uh, I think that Aerosene would want to play like a really hot barbarian dude, like a half or like a half orc or like full orc barbarian dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's who Aerosene would want to play. Kelly. Wealthy would want to play a tall, gorgeous, half-elf assassin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the kind of lesbian she is. I got you. I get you. A lot of people use tabletop RPGs to cope (laughs) and process things. (laughs) All right. Uh, Wait. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I do like a like a very. Grix would do a very, uh, like knight of the round table type fighter slash paladin slash whatever holy knight sort of thing. Cavalier is that what it is? In Calcium Crusades itself actually has knights. Oh, it's knights. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I would I would probably be a knight. Grix would be a knight. Sweet. Yeah. All right, and Adam. Yeah, I don't know if Vons would even play a role-playing game. I, I, he'd probably just sit down and play Monopoly, like some kind of asshole. <laughs> but if he had to play a role-playing game. So he'd roll up a very Uncle Pennybags character sheet, I suppose. <laughs> just try to buy his way out of all of his issues. It's amazing how much of a capitalist he is. It really, oh, yeah. it really just consistently amazes me. Yeah, no, he's ridiculous. Bonds <laughs> has also doomed the characters to playing fantasy craft, where there actually is a merchant player class. <laughs> fantasy craft is an interesting game. Oh no, we could play Ryutama. That has a merchant yeah. class. There's lots, lots of options. I love Ryutama. <laughs> we didn't play Ryutama. You only came in at the very last session. No, but I ran Ryutama for a different group I played with. Oh, oh. did you? I didn't yeah. know that. It is a surprisingly tricky game to run. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. It is. It's hard to it keep that so tone going. Yeah, tricky to play too. Ian's yeah. lying, listeners. They don't have any uh, any other games that they run. They just run <laughs> Castles and Crusades. Just this game that you're listening to right now. Don't bother. Yeah, I, I've, I've never other. I've never GM'd before this game. <laughs> and you'll never GM again. That's right. This <laughs> is this is where you know them. This is where you know them, and this is where they'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm switching apartments so you guys can't lock me. (laughs) 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 All right. And then uh, next up, we're going to start with uh, Wit for this one. 
Okay. What would be the best and worst parts of living in a flying mountain? Mm, best parts are uh, uh, a walkable city. Um, the worst parts are probably uh, probably probably the the smell. Mm. I imagine there's a there's an earthiness to the <laughs> sp- indoor space that just never goes away. Yeah, but you're and probably not just from blind. the ground, but from like so many people crammed. I'm gonna say space. it gets a little convention hall on the third day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Oh God, you had to pick me. Um, I did. They're gonna pick everyone. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, um, well, for wealthy, I think the best part of living on a flying mountain was growing up on the other side of the mountain. Um. She got to spend a lot of her time outdoors, more time than than most people do. the 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 hop The halfling village village is is more like a rabbit warren, but uh, but you still get to spend a lot of time outside. So that's a that's that was the good thing about her growing up. Um, being a halfling um, in the in the city and trying to be a wizard, they don't take you seriously, man. Everybody thinks you're not you're not strong enough, but but they don't know about Yoda. So, <laughs> so the worst parts aside, and my nose is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> so the worst part is what? Like systemic d- discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Fair but enough. at the same time, I do have a civil service job. So, uh, I, I'm I'm you know I'm working in in um, the engineering department, even if nobody's taking my OSHA violation um, card seriously. <laughs> All right, Aaron. I'm going to answer for myself. Uh, I think that the best part is the view. And I think that the worst part is the inherent totalitarianism. <sighs> yeah, mountain forts are not great for. <laughs> All right, Adam. Oh, best part is probably the recycling system. I mean, I'm sure it's a really fancy recycling system someday someone will look at one of the sewer pits and i will get to explain how they work (laughs) worst part same answer yeah (laughs) (laughs) a lot of recycling a lot of things you don't necessarily want to recycle (laughs) if somebody's got to do it and i imagine they're well paid Mm. or i would hope so or perhaps that's how our prison prison system gets things done maybe for my part i think the best part would be the architecture combined with the fact that I feel like such a compact space would lend itself to non-traditional traversal methods, by which I mean you could parkour practically, and it would be fun, and everything <laughs> would be close enough together you might not even die. I just feel like, especially in the way we set up the arcs, like there's all sorts of locomotion available, and I think it'd be cool to get to play with that. I think the worst part would be, I like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I know I moved to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> But I would have a really hard time not seeing the sun for days, if not weeks at a time. And there's probably no sad lamps on the flying mountain, so that doesn't help either. All right. Start with Adam for this one. Mm. What is your character hoping for in the next hundred episodes? Oh, um, yeah, uh, our, I believe our listeners have been listening the next hundred episodes. Uh, well, the uh, complete dominance of BRTELs. Think uh, I think he believes he's narrowing in on that, um, <laughs> and 
Oh, I, I think he, uh, I think he thinks that he might be able to, um, uh, create a vaccine or a cure for the, for the, uh, corruption that has been plaguing the city. And, uh, hopefully there's a market on the ground below that is willing to pay him handsomely for it. <laughs> you three people that are alive, I require all of your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I right. mean, there's also some uh, some other floating lands about, right? Maybe, no. maybe, probably not. Possible, no. yeah. <laughs> unlikely, <laughs> but it's technically possible. There at least used to be. Mm. Well, customers are customers. <laughs> Fair enough. Like like mountains passing the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. Um, my goals are to not die. And for none of anyone else to die, um, make that old woman love me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe move out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That works. Sorry. Nope. Aristine just has such basic <laughs> life goals. Yeah, I mean, Aerosene's finishing growing up in a lot of ways. <laughs> Breaking away. It's tough. As a equivalently 34-year-old, yep. Yeah. All right. Kelly. I don't know if Wealthy's got any... Wealthy's, got, Wealthy's goal was to find Professor Jenkins. Um, That would be good for her. That may take 100 episodes. Yep. 100 more. You guys could just leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mine would be to um, to actively engage more. I, I know I have a tendency to sit back, and if I'm not in a scene, I don't insert myself. So if I'm not a big part of a scene, I don't insert myself. So um, I kind of have a tendency to fall into the background, and I'm, I, I want to work on that. We love hearing you every time you talk, so <laughs> that'll be fun. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, lit. Yeah, uh, next 100 episodes, uh, Grix would like uh, for the ground to be reconquered, uh, for um, a new society to be developed, and uh, <laughs> to go back to uh, just uh, chilling. Solve all the world's problems and kick back yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then our last question, who's your favorite NPC? Kelly, you're up. Who's my favorite NPC? Well, I could say Bob, but that would be cheating. Um, who's my favorite NPC? I like Professor Jenkins. Um, I I like the way mm-hmm. um, the way you came up with his his attitude toward wealthy. I thought that made him much more um, of a character than he could have been. And you know, we're going to spend the next hundred episodes tr- down on the ground trying to catch him. So. <laughs> So yeah, bring, bring good lasso. <laughs> All right. Wait, God, favorite NPC is really fucking hard. Uh, that's really hard. Um, you, uh, I'm gonna you have can to pick go, a few if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go top three. I'm going to go top three. Uh, Fodios. Aww. Uh, <laughs> Lucky. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, Probably, I'll just stick with those two. Lucky Fodios. All right. 
What do you like about Gex? <laughs> I like how Gex became punctuation. Uh, what do I like about them? I like Fodios's uh, uh, demeanor, like his just slow, easygoing. Uh, he's just he's such a stock background character for like a sitcom. He's just he's just the big guy in the background uh, who who becomes a character. And I don't know. I just I, I like that. Um, Lucky. I like her energy. I like uh, I like the way that she's grown into the group through like forceful competence. <laughs> I'll just pile on and say keeping uh, Vons in check. Yeah. Yeah. Vaughn's wouldn't be ridiculous if it weren't for Lucky and Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vaughn's needs straight men out uh, beside him. Yeah, without those two, he's he's our example for Fox Folk. And that doesn't doesn't make enough uh it, it does hmm, they they are his foil in that regard. Yeah. And what do you like about Gex? I Gex is hilarious. I laugh every time that Gex is on screen. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Aaron. Um, I'm also gonna do top three. All right. I genuinely love uh how you made Frymeath go from absolutely abominably uh evil uh shadowy old man to wow, he's like still not a great person, but <laughs> I get where he I I get why he's kind of the way he is and I have a weird affection for him. Mm-hmm. I'm also a slut for a redemption arc. As anyone <laughs> who has ever read anything that I've ever written could tell you. <laughs> uh I'm going to also say uh Aramith because uh again I thought she was going to be vapid and horrible and then she is just the best. Mm, I just fucking yeah. love Aramith. Who boy howdy do I love Aramith? Um, and I'm also gonna say Nara because I I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of ship uh, Aristina and Nara. <laughs> Man, that's gonna be a lot of couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm I was picking up on that myself. Yeah, I like it. Though. That I energy mean, is always there. I mean. They're like, you know, dagger at each other's throat lesbians. And like, who doesn't love that? <laughs> no, I'm the Dom. <laughs> <laughs> We're not switches. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adam. Uh, well, we said Gex. I also, I also am very fond of Gex and, uh, lucky uh green is uh somebody i'm gradually becoming more suspicious about um (laughs) but just for in terms of fun gex and uh and mitt have uh Mm. been great and bartholomew uh these little characters that we just have had so much fun with and they're frequently just set dressing punctuation um but occasionally they get the the story moving. Uh, they are frequently opportunities for our characters to just have a little bit of expression. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I like the way that they work mechanically in the story. Um, as far as uh, actual connection to our uh, NPC characters go. Oh, uh, and the, the Tentacats. Again, quietly doing things. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, wordlessly. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, whole lot of whole lot of meaning there. Yeah, and I think uh, I think our mostly wordless uh, villains have been interesting as well. Like the NPCs that we don't really see the the spooks in the in the shadows. Um, how we just pick up little bits of information about them here and there. Um, I can't remember that guy's name, Mister Spooky Guy. We don't have a name. Oh, sure, sure. There's those ones too. What role is this person filling that you remember? Oh, I don't remember. He's uh, he has his cronies and stuff that we. Oh, do you mean uh, Richard? What's his face? Stanton. Yeah, Richard Stanton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that who you meant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our characters like that. Who God, have we heard a word from Richard Stanton? We did, right? Mm-hmm. We got like uh, yeah, we had a moment with him once. So mostly in side episodes, actually. <laughs> weirdly yeah uh actually um i don't think we've actually ever really had a canon like a full-on uh a Mm -hmm. full-on either no because because everything went to him to turn him down job-wise um during the mainstream episodes Hmm. Uh, but those uh those cloaked characters still hold a lot of power and they still hold a lot of uh space in the story in the in the framework of the story and uh, I think that that's been impressively handled. Cool. Yeah. Um, feels weird selecting my own favorite NPC, but I'm going to try anyway. I do like Gex. Gex is incredibly tricky to play. <laughs> First drafts all around. That's fine. Just because Gex is, you know, chaotic and sassy and also extremely meta. And you got to be careful how much <laughs> you do that. <laughs> Especially as the CK. Yeah. As far as everyone else, um, I really like running Lucky. It's fun to have a way to have someone yell things into scenes. <laughs> yeah. Just the <laughs> voice probably at the top do of the less, stairs. But I have enjoyed it. <laughs> and yeah, having, a, having someone who gets to have kind of deeper conversations with Vons than he'll let himself have with everyone else has been yeah. really nice. Um, I also really, really, really like Jaspar. Oh, yeah. He's fun to run. I like how he's turned out like so far as a person <laughs> personality wise. Dude's got a lot going on, but also like will show up for his friends in ridiculous armor. <laughs> I didn't even die once. So that's something. Yeah, I guess that's most of it. But I like pretty much every NPC for some reason or another. And I just spaced on someone's name who I should mention. Aaron help. You'll know this off the top of your head. Fodios's kid. Elpita? Yeah. Mm. Elpita's oh, fucking I great. El- I love, love Elpita. <laughs> God, I love Elpita so much. Elpita uh. may be evidence that I never interact with actual children, but she's still extremely <laughs> fun to run. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So that is the end of our questions that were sent in. Sweet. Thank you. Thank everybody for thanks to everybody for um sending them in. Yes, thank you all so much. It was nice to have fan mail that we got to read. Yeah. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, thank you very you much. Have a th- did you have the thing? I did, but it's it's late and I didn't want to, I don't. Uh, but I, is it good? 
can you choose well, I was, one of I was going to run us through the uh, through the inside the actor studio 10 questions. Uh, that might take a bit. That might take a bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you answer them the way that they're designed to be answered. Yeah. yeah, but we all dwell too much on questions. We sure do. We do. Yeah. Why don't we save them for yeah. another time? Like 150. Sure. Yeah. And we'll take another real, you know, easy softball uh, <laughs> uh, episode. That episode. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Or a bonus episode for the Patreon we don't have. <laughs> Ooh. We have to stop referring to the Patreon we don't have. <laughs> going to be real well, confusing when we actually have a patreon as of recording we don't have a patreon <laughs> if you want to send us money reach out hosting is expensive <laughs> actually what we would prefer is a uh, renaissance style patron <laughs> there so you if go. we come and live on your estate and podcast from it we uh, will, i'm also uh... i'm also entirely hireable as a uh a decorative uh, uh, hermit for you. <laughs> I, I, I will say he's available as a part-time decorative hermit. Yeah. I, yes. I yeah. would like to still be living with my husband at least part-time, you know? Yeah. Part-time decorative hermit. Yeah. Is that a little like a living lawn jockey? Like just. It was a thing yeah. that English did, right? Uh, yeah. It was a thing that yeah, English it was a thing did. That, also the French, I believe. Um, that makes sense. That does sound pretty uh, funny. If you had a large estate, you would hire uh, a crazy person to live in the corner of it and uh, uh, spout wisdom. And it was a, it was a decorative hermit. Okay. And it was a thing. Yeah. 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 Texture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hit us up if you want some uh, decorative hermits mm-hmm. for reasonable rates. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was our hundredth episode. Thank Woo! you everyone Woo-hoo! for writing in and continuing to listen. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Hearing from you makes this additionally fun mm-hmm. and also it's nice to know our editing hours are going to someone listening <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah. other than ourselves i mean believe it or not we do have what appears to be a few statistics that mm-hmm. say we're getting listeners so yeah so if you want to keep telling your friends about us please do please that do. would be super fucking cool <laughs> yeah and uh if uh outing yourselves as a listener is too embarrassing um we appreciate that we, we get it anyway just go ahead and Listen, just scroll our URL on the bathroom uh, stall wall. It's yeah. For a good time at primary attribute dot uh, whatever. Yeah. I remember our stuff. Honestly, right. I feel like that would actually work for us. as <laughs> like a box. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to get stickers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. Anyone have any last things they want to say to our glorious listeners before we sign off? I just really appreciate all of you. No. Oh. <laughs> Some of us disagree, but I really appreciate all of you. All the time. Yeah, I think it's been. Uh, I don't. Honestly, we're we're doing this because we want to do it. Uh huh. Feels mm-hmm. feels good to us to uh-huh. uh, have a record of this game that we're sharing with each other, and that anybody's listening at all. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. So we'll continue to have even more fun should more people listen. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. There's a good reason to put a website together. Uh huh. Uh huh. And with those inspiring words, I guess I could <laughs> sign up for the episode. So thank you again, everybody. And we look forward to talking to you in another 100 episodes. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. For questions, comments, and feedback, email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. 
follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod, on Twitter at primeattribute, and at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for all of our Blazed posts. Castles and Crusades is published by Trollord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. This week's editor was Ian, who is me. Thank you, me. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Primary Attribute. Now I'm of two minds about next Halloween's episode. I'm either going to be featured again because I'm not expecting it, or I'm going to be totally not featured at all, and I'll be bummed about it. I'm not sure which which is no, going to be worse. <laughs> we have to follow the pattern. Someone has to basically almost die. This is true. Like two episodes before the Halloween episode, and then that's that's how Ian makes the Halloween episode. Man, I hope Vaughn's is ready to just get grievously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's easy, too. There's an explosion in your alchemy lab. <laughs> I don't imagine that the, the story session was as diabolical as, as mine and Ian's. It was we, not. <laughs> we no, sat around going, going, how can we destroy them? How can we kill them? Okay, oh, my back. God. Coming up there, the traps was so much the, fun. The tra- traps were great. The traps were so good. And uh, you, you guys didn't go for two of them. It was... Mm. It was hard, man. Oh, I I'm, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> there was exactly one you guys didn't fit into, and it would have involved the bathtub, and it was great. <laughs> Back now, sorry. Monsters. Right. Yeah. We were talking shit about the Halloween episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But all right, so back to it. Thank you again, everybody, and we look forward to talking to you in another 100 episodes. Yay! Also, next episode, we talk to them every episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's why I said we already give you a lot of words. Yeah, this is where we put the outro. It's not giving yeah. you any more. <laughs> All right.